Amendment. Yeah, 45 magical words. Strong, basic promise, freedom of worship, speech, press, peaceable gathering, and we can redress our grievances. We can protest. But a lot of us, we walk down the street and we see some people that look different or they, they have different beliefs than we have, and we call them the devil. Now, how can we do that? The First Amendment protects that too, to some degree, I guess. But for the First Amendment to work, you've got to have a little bit of love for your neighbor. Otherwise, there's no reason. I don't get it. Disagreement has to work, too. We need to be able to have some regard for the people we disagree with. The First Amendment isn't going to be just to protect hate and fear. That's what we're doing in this country right now. The protections are not selective. Everybody gets protected. Everybody's in. Criminals, bankers, socialists shock jocks, everybody. One of the freedoms is peaceably gathering. Well, it's not going to be just people you agree with. And underneath those laws protected are gentle emotions, our forgiveness and gratitude and sharing and trust, loyalty. I mean, we got to have that or how are we going to heal the right and the left, the division we have in this country right now? Oh, my God. We have to start, but we have to wish the best for others, no matter who they are. Blessed are you. Blessed are the consumers. You don't have to live your life with products. American citizen who holds onto a patch of public commons. You, you are the new world. 
Blessed are you. Blessed is the artist who is not corporate sponsored. <laughs> You're the one who's going to teach us peace. Somebody give me a peace hallelujah today. Blessed are you. Blessed are you who confuse consumerism with freedom. You'll be delighted to discover the difference. Amen. Blessed are the advertisers, and blessed are the celebrities. You're waiting for a remarkable restfulness of honesty. Blessed are you. Blessed are the neighborhoods people flew from in fear. Your children shall reappear. Blessed are the workers in the super malls, the towns, Blessed your employers killed shall come back to life. Amen. Blessed are you. And blessed is the breadwinner with outsourced dreams, sitting in his SUV in a traffic jam from Christmas hell. This year, a free gift shall set you free. Sweatshops are the things you make to fly you like magic evening gowns to the city of light. The city of light. says Democrats are pedophiles. Amazon says it's okay to put one million metric tons of CO2 into the atmosphere every seven days. Kamala Harris says Trump is the worst president in history. J.P. Morgan Chase invests $196 billion in fossil fuel industries in the 24 months following the Paris Climate Agreement. I'm saying we spend a lot of energy pointing fingers at our enemies and imagining terrible, monstrous evil but much more violent criminals like Jeff Bezos and Jamie Dimon. They somehow go unnoticed. Now, why is that? Hmm? Maybe we need to see better. Maybe we need that gentle stuff we have in our heart. All of us have it. Maybe all of us on the right and all of us on the left, at the same time, turn and look and see the planet Earth and notice what we're doing to her. Joseph Biden, he likes fracking. And he seems to be running in fear from the Green New Deal. But we're not in the Trump era, Joe. This is the time of the sixth extinction, which is killing us. The wind, the waves, the fire, the disease. I think we're about to have a wave of recognition, all of us on the right and left together. And we'll see the end of this clash of the two fundamentalist churches. And we'll stand there together in the same shadow and share those same last moments. But why don't we pull back together? Why don't we heal now, see our common fate, bless each other, heal now. Not then at the end, let's turn to the earth now. Do that noticing. 
Let that gentle stuff come up because it's so strong. Let's do it now. Turn to the earth now. Not then. Now. Earthalluya. Oh, this morning I was out in the forest. I think it was, I don't know what time it was. Might have been three or four. I just went in the middle of the old growth forest in Prospect Park. Trees that had never been cut down. I realized as I was walking in there that all the sounds were changing. I was in this other land of owls and possums and bats. This whole other set of animals. I just kind of leaned up against the tree. The light and the shade around me after the first half hour, it started flickering. First of all, the things that had light on them, where was the light coming from? Maybe the stars. Wasn't a, there wasn't a moon, the, just the sky. The stuff that had light was coming toward me. And the, dark, the dark things, the barky things were going away from me. And, and other times the bark would advance toward me and the light, the light would go away and it would go back and forth. And I felt like I was hallucinating and then, and then some kind of animal just about run, ran over my foot. Didn't see me here. I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just becoming a part of this forest. I've been here like an hour now. I feel like I'm just gonna start floating, float up, I can just float up, up into the leaves, it's kind of a wind tonight, kind of a wind, where's that wind coming from, we don't know, it has no beginning, could be coming from or outer space or the next county over in New Jersey. Oh, so we floated off into the forest together, up into the trees, up into the wind, losing our religion, <laughs> losing our identity, losing our labels. The natural world will take our labels from us. A few months or years from now when we're running from the coastal cities with all we have on our backs we'll be together and it, we won't be socialists or libertarians or MAGA or ACLU we will be helping each other survive we will be sharing what we have all those amazing gentle strong emotions that are the point of the first amendment the, the five laws of the first amendment are not the point it's what they're protecting beneath who we are at our best. We have to be free to be who we are at our best. And as we face the earth in her amazing apocalyptic energy release, her struggle to survive this extinction as we join her, however she invites us, we won't have those labels anymore. And we won't be able to sustain fundamentalism 
pointing our finger, you're going to hell, I'm going to heaven. No, no, no. We'll be just breathing right now, living today. <laughs> Time will be completely different. The 1% might be in their executive jets flying to runways prepared for them in the Himalayan mountains or something. They might live a few months or years longer than you and I, but you and I, we will live because we will survive because of each other. And that'll be a kind of nomadic economy that they don't have words for. So we'll see you there. That future's coming right up. Meanwhile, two weeks from now, yeah, we have an election and we just can't kill each other over it. We have to find that forgiveness and gratitude, that trust, that sharing. We have to find that now. We have to find that now. Somebody give me a love hallelujah here. Change hallelujah. Earth hallelujah. Hi, welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. Babies may be drinking millions of microplastic particles each day. Scientists discover that baby bottles shed up to 16 million bits of plastic per liter of fluid. Experimenting in the lab with 10 types of polypropylene baby bottles, representing two-thirds of the global bottle market, researchers found that the products release between 1.3 million and 16.2 million particles per liter of fluid. Then, by looking at rates of formula consumption and breastfeeding around the world, they estimated that an average infant consumes 1.6 million microplastic particles every day. Beach sands around the world are laced with the chemical bisphenol A. Scientists from South Korea and Japan analyzed sand and seawater samples from beaches in 19 countries. They found BPA to be ubiquitous. Substantial amounts of the chemical used in can liners, paper receipts, and plastic products, including food and beverage containers, littered all of the beaches, peaking at upwards of 200 milligrams of BPA per kilogram of sand in Greece, equivalent to about 200 credit cards scattered across an American football field. Beachgoers may be particularly at risk due to the use of sunscreen and other oils and lotions. Chemical mixtures used in a variety of personal care products facilitate the movement of BPA and other chemicals through the skin. More than 300 different chemicals can act as permeation enhancers. The use of hand sanitizer before handling receipts can increase BPA absorption through the skin by up to 200 times. The research team has detected BPA and other molecules from commonly used plastics in liver and fat of all 47 human tissue samples investigated. Amid a record year for fires across South America, two blazes have spiraled out of control in Argentina, scorching a state park in the northeastern province of Corrientes. Within the park, an ecological field station that has carried out long-term primate research for decades narrowly escaped the flames, but roughly half of the park's resident howler monkeys have likely died. Both fires are thought to have been started intentionally by cattle ranchers before spreading out of control. New York State's ban on single-use plastic bags went into effect earlier this year, but due to COVID-19, the state will only officially begin enforcing the rule now. A state law that went into effect March 1st bans many types of businesses from using the thin plastic bags that have been clogging up landfills, getting tangled in trees, and accumulating in lakes and oceans. 
Single-use paper bags are still allowed, but counties have the option of imposing a five-cent fee. Families who use food stamps will be exempt from the fee on paper bags. And New York's ban also exempts bags used for restaurant takeout food, plastic bags used to wrap meat, and bags used for prepared food. In the global race to measure ever shorter time spans, physicists have now measured a process that lies within the realm of zeptoseconds for the first time, the propagation of light within a molecule. A zeptosecond is a trillionth of a billionth of a second. And in activist news, a man who protested against a mining development in Honduras was shot and killed inside his home last week. Arnold Joaquin Morazon Erazo was one of 32 people from the community of El Guapino charged with criminal offenses for protesting an open pit iron oxide mine. As of this month, eight men have been held in pretrial detention for over a year. Five others, whose previously dismissed cases have been reopened, are also awaiting a court date. The charges against the Guapino activists stem from an event in 2018. They set up an encampment to protest the mine and protect their only source of fresh water. This effort came after tap water in the village turned brown and muddy from the mine. Due to the contaminated water, residents were pushed to buy bottled water for drinking, eating, and washing. Following 88 days of peaceful protest, the encampment was violently broken up. Honduras is the world's deadliest country for environmental activists. Nearly 150 people have been killed in the last decade, 14 in 2019 alone. The company that owns the mine that Morazan protested against is Inversiones Los Pinares. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Spix's macaw, also called the little blue macaw, no longer lives in the wild and is by a long way the world's rarest macaw. It is a small, elegant parrot with delicate blue-gray plumage, bright blue wings and tail, and an ash-blue crown. Around the eyes, there's an area of dark gray, featherless skin. Spix's macaws are native to Brazil in the interior and northeast. Their natural habitat was woodland beside seasonal creeks in Caatinga, the dry scrub zone. Spix's macaws traveled in small family groups or pairs, hunting for food along the seasonal rivers, and nesting and roosting together in treetops. The Spix's macaw in the wild was sedentary, and during the day it was active, moving according to food resources and availability of nesting. It would also move in response to rainfall. These birds are shy. Spix's macaws are monogamous, mating for life. When threatened, the birds will lie on their side on the ground to draw an intruder away from the nest. A macaw's tongue is slightly scaly, dry, and inside it is a bone, making it an excellent tool to break open and eat its food. The Spix's macaw is extinct in the wild due to habitat loss, persecution, and the illegal pet trade. And here are the sounds of the Spix's macaw.
And so we come to the end of our earth service today. The impossible healing that we've tried to do. It feels like lately a lot like we're in a science fiction journey. Octavio Butler, Philip K. Dick, some kind of 2020. <laughs> what a year. I feel like I'm walking with my child on one of those abandoned freeways with danger all around, like Parable of the Sower. I started writing this goodbye message a few minutes ago. I did it on the porch in the front of our house with the neighbors getting up at sunup, those of us who still have jobs during the pandemic. And they went by, one by one on the way to the subway, and we say hello to each other in a very intimate way. It's a very strong and important kind of way, even though the words are the same. But it's very different from Octavia Butler's abandoned freeways, danger all around, people lurking in the forests, and love all around. Who do you choose to continue your journey with? And that's an important question in the last part of Parable of the Sower. Who do you include in? Who do you include out? Some of the people in this neighborhood, I've, I've known them for our entire stay in this neighborhood, 16, 17 years. Some of them almost as long as the choir. The choir is 20 years old. We have some veterans that have been with us the whole time, but some are just been with us a few months singing our, our songs against the great poisoning of the earth. But like the parable story, we've taken this journey and we've discovered as the months and miles fly by this violent science fiction story, we've discovered in the bizarre blind journey through the love and the danger, the hallucinations, the passages into Burning Man and Coney Island and Occupy Wall Street and Black Lives Matter, we've discovered there are some people we can trust. We've found the signals where we will be healthy and safe. And the biggest monuments that we counted on for that health and safety, they've gone the way of all flesh. New York City, I always thought, would be the United States of America. We always thought that would be there for us, a kind of backstop, a structure. And now it's just corruption and fundamentalism. Really crazy fundamentalists run that place, that Washington, D.C. We found that this nomadic small town of neighbors and singers, they're the people we can trust. Trust with our child, free to roam this neighborhood, and free to sing with the singers in the Stop Shop Inquirer as they go into corporate space, as they invade so-called private property of criminal corporations. We have children with the grandparents singing harmonies, and ultimately, as we performed and tried to perform and demonstrate at the beginning of the Earth service today, ultimately, the Earth is... The place, our location, is this earth with birth at the beginning and death at the end, both completely mysterious visitations by unexpected passages taking place all the time in our life. 
this strange thing called life, and we can't just pay priests and rabbis to do the job for us. And we can't count on fundamentalism. We have the earth and we have the earth in a state of accelerating extinction. We've poisoned the earth. On this journey of thousands of miles, <laughs> on Octavia Butler's freeway, where our children have grown up, and we've joined in singing in harmonies against the poisoning, against the killing, the cars and trucks and highways, against the industrial agriculture, against the weapons, the shopping, the hatred, the fear. And now this song, sung while we are in retreat, have we lost? We seem to be looking for higher ground now. We're looking for a place in the earth where we might be protected and where we can have our families. As the sea rises and the virus multiplies and the drought burns, and we listen to ourselves trying to explain to the children why this is happening. How is it possible that the optimism that we've always felt for the project of human beings. It isn't there anymore. Now what are we praying to? Lena looks up into my eyes and asks me, now what do we have faith in? And I say that it, it's this very moment, this very deep, vivid moment of living, which is a gift to us by life, by the earth, in this time of accelerating extinction on all sides, we're still raising our voices in gratitude to that gift of this very moment. And as we walk and walk and walk on that science fiction freeway, we meet people and we still try for that impossible healing. We try to engage in a moment of humor and music, and the logic of gentleness, of care and concern. It's not too late to heal, as impossible as it may seem. The earth teaches us evolution doesn't stop, it goes forward. It's the holy thing. We'll join the earth in that effort. Earthalluya. Oh, time for goodbyes and thank yous. Of course, the Stop Shopping Choir. Thank you very much for those songs. The Fiery Eagles of Justice. Our producer, Jason Candler, on the saxophone. And Brendan Burke on the drums. Thank you to our director, the director of all things in the Church of Stop Shopping, Savitri D., who also, of course, is the voice of News from the Natural World. We want to thank Pantheon Podcasts for distributing us to the podcast world. We want to thank Neil Young at Neil Young Archives for developing this Earth service with us over the last couple of years. Thank you, Neil. And so we want to welcome to our family of FM stations across the country that distribute this Earth service, KSUA 91.5 in Fairbanks, Alaska. Welcome. 
Earth Alleluia, change Alleluia, love Alleluia. Till next week. Peace